0: greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of plan b success we have nicole jansen with us today and she's the founder of leaders of transformation so she's a coach for the last 30 plus years who's trained thousands of leaders and she's a certified human behavior specialist a transformational business coach an intervention an intervention coach strategic intervention coach and a master facilitator so we'll hear about her journey her work and where she's headed right from her. So welcome, Nicole.
1: Thank you, Rajiv. I'm excited to be here today.
0: Awesome. So you've been a coach for a pretty long time. So tell us, how has that journey been?
1: Yeah, so formally for 16 years, but informally for over 30, because I I didn't really see myself coaching formally, but it it was really just... As a function of the business that we had, that we developed, I grew up around my parents having businesses and so forth and got involved in, in their business, as well as starting my own business when I was 16 years old, hence the 30 plus years. And just you know, very quickly building a team and supporting that team uh, with all the things that they were dealing with, whether it be mindset, whether it be time management, whether... And it was, it, it was this, this whole idea, we talk about plan B, it was majority of the people that I worked with, they had a full-time job and this was something that they were doing on the side. It was in the direct sales business. And so helping them to navigate having that uh, side hustle, if you will, that business that they were actually looking to develop into a full-time income. And so, uh, yeah, I kind of, as I said, kind of fell into it, I guess, by, by nature of my parents being involved in it and uh, really loving it. And then later on, when that business, when I was no longer, we were no longer doing that business, then I took what I learned there and applied it to a formal coaching and training organization, which I had discovered the edge and now it's Leaders of Transformation.
0: So, you know, when you mentioned uh, the informal aspect of it and the formalization, at what point did you decide that you wanted to formalize it? And what was, what was the reason behind doing that?
1: Yeah. Great question. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was actually because our business fell apart. We had a very successful uh, business. We had a team that was in multiple countries and so forth and it was doing really well, but through a series of events, that business ended up falling apart. And I had to uh, reevaluate what I was going to do going forward. And I extracted all the learning after the pity party, of course, Uh, of losing everything, I sat down and I said, okay, so what can I do with this? How can I use what I learned in a different way? Because I didn't want to rebuild in that industry, but I had all of this experience. And a lot of it was very transferable, which I came to discover. And so that's how I That's how I started getting into training. And it was actually doing workshops, teaching personality dynamics, where that's where the human behavior specialist aspect comes in and understanding how personality dynamics work because every business is a people business. So certainly that was a tool that I use and became second nature to me and was teaching all the time. But as I was doing those workshops, people started asking me if they would, if I would coach them. And initially I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not a coach. Like, I'm not a therapist is what I was thinking. Back in the day, there wasn't that many coaches around. And, you know, I just, I was like, no, no, no this isn't really what I do. Right. And, and then after a while, they kept asking me, and I'm like, what exactly is it that you're looking for me to help you with? And as I started to understand what it is they wanted and how I could support them, I realized I had been doing this for 15 years already at that point. So that's when I decided to, to become a coach. I took on those clients, but first, before I did that is I actually hired a coach rather than in my mind, rather than doing a certification program, whatever, I thought the best thing back then I thought, well, what, what do you do when you want to learn something is your apprentice, right? So I actually hired a coach that coached me on how to grow my, and set up my business, um, this type of the coaching business and to really more so structure the conversations and so forth. And that's when it dawned on me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've, I've been doing this forever. And, uh, and then I started to apply with my clients and then later on got certifications and various coaching and advanced coaching certifications along the way.
0: So when you actually made the transition from an informal um, coaching setting to actually formalizing it, I think one challenge a lot of people face especially when stepping into, the, uh, you know, into becoming a coach, is how do they monetize their business, right? So what, what was it for you when you made that shift, knowing that now you're a professional coach, doing it as a business, so how easy or how difficult was this to ask for money for what you were actually doing it informally before,
1: Ooh, that's, that's good. It's a good question. Well, initially it was a little difficult. It felt weird initially. And that's why having a good coach that helped me walk through that process and get comfortable with it and also affirm me in the value that I actually was bringing. So, because as the coach and I hired various coaches from with different styles so that I could learn from a, a bunch of different people. And and they all were like oh, Nicole, you have everything already there. So, so that was that was helpful to hear that from someone who had been coaching for many many years and was very successful at it. They helped me to set my pricing, so I knew where to start off. And where you start is actually really important, because a lot of times we hear, and I know a lot of people who've come to me as coaches um, who ask me to coach them, and they. They do the certification programs and a lot of the certification programs are really focused on. I'm talking about coaching certifications. A lot of them are really focused on the coaching itself, but they don't really talk about the marketing of it, which is really important. You can be a great coach, but if you don't need clients or you don't know how to go out and put yourself out there, you're not going to be successful, to your point. Um, it, you know, how did I, how did I do that? Well, first of all, I built upon the experience and the value that I I was bringing to others. And I told you, of course, some of my first clients came because they actually asked me to coach them. And so um, through the, my war market, you know, they, they got to know me, they were at my workshops Uh, that became a very common way for me to get clients was to do a workshop, to create massive value. And then people, you know, wow, she, she's really great. And I'd really like to coach with her. I think I can learn a lot of things. I think she could help me take me to the next level, And so they started hiring me from there and then referring once you, once you start coaching and you start creating results, then you can also build upon that uh, success. You can get the testimonials. You can, people start saying, wow, she's amazing. You should work, you know, with her as well. And so it started to go uh, and expand from there. Another thing is networking is really, really important. If you're sitting at home And you're wondering, how do I get clients and you're not out there networking? Well, unless they knock on your door, and especially nowadays, you know, we're not as physically interactive with all of the COVID stuff happening in the last couple of years. It's just really, really important to get yourself out there and connecting with other people. And one more thing I'll say is that I, I had a lot of referrals along the way. And people used to ask me and say, how do you get so many referrals? And it wasn't some kind of referral strategy, if you will. It was that I was giving referrals. So I was networking and I was getting to know people and what they were looking for. And then I would connect people back and forth, even if it was not clients, but it was, it was referral like strategic alliances you know, where they might be able to refer business back and forth or do something together. And I did a lot of that. And because I did that, it was by nature, I didn't look for it, but it, that law of reciprocity started to kick in and people started to refer business to me as well, because I was top of mind and I'd already built that goodwill with them. I didn't do it, as I said, for that reason, but it became as a, as a byproduct of just enjoying the fact that I could actually connect two people. Somebody asked me one time and said, why do you do that? It's like, because I can, because I know you're looking for something and I know they're looking for something and you both can help each other out with that. Why wouldn't I make that connection? And when we're talking about doing it online now, it's the same principle. It's just virtual that we do that. And I think too often right now, people are thinking about how much can I... Uh, how much more can I get? How many? How can I get clients? How can I get referrals? How can I get more visibility? And the real question to start off with is: How can I give more value? I believe that sales is really about creating so much value in the marketplace that the marketplace wants to pay you back for it, and so you start to create this exchange. A lot of people walk into the exchange and they actually want—they want to make a withdrawal from a bank account that they haven't put a deposit in yet does that make sense
0: absolutely absolutely so in terms of uh, you know the clients that reach out to you or the prospects for that matter what kind of services are they looking for what, what do you believe is your uh, superpower
1: hmm you know it's, it's an interesting question because um, and you're asking really good questions by the way I'm a host a podcast host so I, I can appreciate really good quality questions questions. The super, my superpower, it's, it's funny because I've asked myself this because there's a lot of skills that I can pull from from my experience. Um, but it is in part, it is cutting through all of the noise and being able to see clearly what the real issue is and then dealing with that issue. But in that, it's the ability to be present in the, in the moment. And so what people hire me for is they hire me for, or they le- reach out to me because they have some kind of issue going on. Maybe it's a relational I- issue in their business and their, their team is not performing the way they need to, or there's lots of dysfunction, or as a leader, they're just not able to move the needle. Things are not moving forward. They're stuck, right? Or they're successful and they want to go to the next level, but there's at some point there is a, I'm here and I want to be there. And I want somebody to help me move forward. Now, a lot of times, whether it's sales or increasing product productivity or profitability, it's, it, that's kind of the outcome. But what, the, what we work on and say, so yes, I can get results. But what we work on is what is actually driving that. So we look at the roots, which are belief systems and mindset and identity, and who are you and what is your actual purpose? So my superpower is getting to that because I can talk strategy all day long and I'm really good at strategy. I can talk about tactics. I can teach sales skills and business skills and all, all of it. But unless your mindset, unless your belief system is set up for success, none of that's going to matter. And that's what happens. A lot of times people are up here trying to change their behavior and habits and action and do more. What do I need to do more of? Well, the real question is maybe you need to do less of something so that you can actually have the capacity and the energy to do more of the things that are actually right things. Maybe you're saying yes to too many things, which is causing you to have to say no unknowingly to the things that you really need to be working on. So it's less is more, if that makes sense.
0: Yes. You know, there's, uh, when someone comes forward, you know, first thing is kind of cutting through that barrier of, do I really need a coach? A lot of people go through that question, right? So they think, you know, what what is a coach going to teach me that I already don't know, or that uh, a book is not going to tell me, or a course is not going to tell me. And then somewhere down the line, they figure out that even after that, they, they still do need a coach. And um Every client is looking at ROI in a different way. Like you mentioned, if you're, if you're coaching someone for sales, it's the numbers, right? But as a coach, you're also looking for a certain ROI to kind of up your game as, as you move along. What do you look for?
1: Yeah. So, so in terms of my ROI, what I'm looking for with a client? Yes. Yeah. For me, I'm looking at impact. I want, I'm looking for if somebody says, I just want to make a a lot of money and buy fancy cars and so forth. I'm like, awesome, congratulations. So what? For what? Right? So you can drive around and look good in your car. I mean, that's great. But what about, and I actually had a guy once, he said, um, somebody again, another referral said, you should go to Nicole's workshop. And so I was talking to him and he said, why should I go to your workshop? You know, I already have a, a six figure you know, income and so forth. And, you know, six figures for some, that's a lot, right? If you're used to 50,000, six figures is a lot for somebody who's used to seven figures. It's not, you know, it's all relative. Okay. But he was quite impressed with, you know, his success. And I said, that's fantastic. How many other people are you helping to achieve that? And he was like, Oh, I never thought of that. And see what a coach does is a coach stretches you beyond. Not my agenda. It's not to create what I want. It's to create what what they want, but to stretch them in what they even believe is possible for themselves. Because a lot of times we have, we we set ceilings on our own capability, our own success, and they're actually ceilings that have been de- developed or designed not by our, not determined by our own potential, but by what other people have said that we're capable of. So what my ROI is, number one, obviously, I want people to get what it is that they hire me for. But number two, I want to challenge them beyond that. I want to challenge them to not just make their life better, but how are they making the, the world a better place? How are they creating an impact in their community? That's the real game you know, and, and I had a, I had a gentleman, I've, i actually work with a lot of men and uh, alpha males, very strong-willed men as well, and powerhouse leaders and all that. And I had one gentleman who, who was another referral who came to me and he said, why should I, why should I hire you as a coach? I mean, I'm the most successful in my town. I'm, I'm all that. Right. And I said, that's fantastic. Who do you look up to? Who, who's stretching you? And he's like, oh, I don't know. That's that's a good question. So, what a coach does, a coach takes you beyond where you're able to go yourself because you you can't see outside the fishbowl that you're actually in. And so, that's what I do. I ask really good questions and challenge people uh, to really even reevaluate their beliefs, reevaluate the belief that they have about themselves and what they're capable of, reevaluate their belief about others and reevaluate the belief that they have about the world around them. So they can go beyond the sustaining survival, comfortable to, you know, the world needs more leaders. They need more leaders. They're going to get outside themselves and taking care of their own me and mine to actually look outside and say, okay, how can I, I'm taken care of now. How can I make a difference in the world around me? There's a lot of hurting people. There's a lot of, there's a lot of issues that need to be solved. And that's, for me, that's the game. That's the leaders of transformation. That's the up-leveling of the game.
0: Awesome. So, you know, throughout your career, I'm sure you've coached so many, so many people. When you reflect back on that, any particular challenge that kind of stands out, uh, that kind of, uh, uh, tested your metal.
1: You know, one of the challenging things is when people don't want to change. When they don't want to change, when they say they want to change, but they're not willing to do what it takes to change. And what that cha- how that challenges me is by me not forcing my agenda on a client. Everybody is going at their own pace. So as much as I always want to challenge people beyond, right. And help them expand and maximize their potential at the same time, some people are just not ready to go there. Maybe it's not their time. Maybe I'm not their coach and I need to be aware. I need to recognize that quickly. And if we're not able to move them forward, then I've, I have fired clients before and said, look, I can't take your money. I can't take your money because you're not willing to do what we're, we're saying here. So we're just, we're just having a conversation. Right. And one of the early clients that I had actually, uh, she was thinking of starting a business. And so I was helping her with that. And I think she was like my second or third formal client. And she was, she was just like going around in circles. She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do what she's, you know, had committed to for that week. And I finally, I said to her, I said, you know, Sheila, I don't, I don't actually think you want to do this, right? I don't think you're ready to do this. And I said, I can't take your money. What I would suggest you do is you just want to talk about it and that's fine. You want to marinate on it and whatever. Go take your girlfriend out for lunch, buy her lunch. Shoot. It'll be cheaper than paying for me, right? Have a nice time with your friend, talk about it. And when you're ready and saying, okay, I want to bring this idea into fruition, then talk to me. So, you know, that's the challenging thing is because I can see it for someone else and I can say, Oh, this would be so great. You'd be so great at this, but, but I can't make them do anything. They've got to want to do it. Now I can open them up and I can cause them to think differently and expand their perspective. But bottom line, every single person has free will and they can choose to opt out. They can choose to stay exactly where they are. And that's their choice. That's why when clients come to me and say, I need you to kick my butt. I need you to push me. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's actually not my job. If I have to push you and kick your butt every week, then we need to look at what's actually going on to cause for that to be the case. There's a deeper issue going on. Either you don't love what you're doing. You don't believe in what you're doing you're tired, what, what is it that is causing you to think that you need someone external to push you? That's not how this works, right? And, and so, you know, I'm, I'm very, very clear on that. But it's hard because I, I see it in people and I get excited and I want them, I want it more for them than they want it for themselves.
0: All right. So Nicole, leaders of transformation, what programs do you offer through that?
1: Sure. So first of all, Leaders of Transformation started off as a podcast. And, uh, and so I had Discover the Edge as my coaching business. Leaders of Transformation was the podcast. Now I'm branding everything and moving everything over under Leaders of Transformation. Obviously, it simplifies the brand and it is what I am all about. So I provide coaching, private one-on-one coaching. I work with teams. I work with leaders and their teams. Most importantly, it's actually helping leaders work with their teams rather than just being someone that comes in and, and quote unquote, fixes a team, right? I'm actually equipping the leaders to be more effective in working and relating to their teams and that they can work together and create strengths-based teams. Um, I also provide workshops. I do still teach DISC, the personality dynamics Strengths Finder. I use some of these tools, depending on what's happening. So what I do is I work with with leaders and I say, okay, so what is actually going on? We dive in, we do an assessment of their business, assessment of their team, uh, an assessment of their leadership. And then from there, I custom design programs and I have lots of options. I've got a big toolbox and then I custom design it for what it is that they need, rather than trying to fit them into some set program that I have.
0: For someone who's trying to, you know, get into coaching or understand what it takes to be a coach, what's the best way for them to find you?
1: Go to leadersoftransformation.com. That'd be the easiest way. And then of course I'm on LinkedIn like you. I'm very active on LinkedIn, on Facebook, social, all across uh, social. Also I have a YouTube channel, but the best place. And it's all there at the leadersoftransformation.com.
0: Awesome. And Any words of recommendation for wannabe coaches?
1: I would say is before you can coach, you need to be coached. You need to take and deal, take care of yourself and deal with the stuff that you've got going on. Now, you're never going to get to the point where you have it all worked out. Life is a journey, right? But you need to be at a certain point where your story and your stuff no, does not it, it does not come into the picture. It doesn't come into the conversation. I find too many times coaches are saying, I want to coach someone else when they haven't yet dealt with their own stuff, that they're actually in the middle of dealing with their stuff and they're trying to coach somebody else to go through the stuff. Now, you, you kind of need to get to the other side of the minefield before you can help somebody else successfully go through the minefield. So I would say for, for coaches that want to be coaches, hire a coach, work out the stuff in the stuff that you don't even know. You think I'm fine. Everything's good. Have a coach challenge that and to challenge you to dig deep. And so that you can really understand yourself. And as I said, if if you, so that your story and your stuff doesn't get projected on your clients, that would be my recommendation as a starting point. Because as you expand your space, as you expand yourself and you get clearer, you will actually attract people to you. You will attract opportunities to you. You will be able to see opportunities around you. But if you're, you got all this stuff going on and you're wondering why people don't want to hire you, right? It's because maybe there's some stuff, like maybe there's some blocks there, right? Maybe there's some baggage there. You just got to let go of the baggage, right? And we all have it. We all have it. This isn't about being broken or needing to be fixed. It's actually, we all have stuff, trauma experiences that we've been through, and we've got to heal those wounds. Otherwise, when we go into coaching sessions or we go out there and networking, it's going to show up and people might not recognize it, know what it is, but there's something off and they can't figure it out. But when you meet somebody who is clear, somebody who has dealt with their stuff, That is, that is, um, has processed through that stuff. There's just a different energy about them. There's a, there's a clarity, there's an openness and there's a capacity for them to be fully. What I talked about earlier is being fully present in the conversation, fully present. You can actually hear what's being said, and you can also hear what's not being said.
0: Awesome. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today and walking us through your journey and your experiences as a coach and as someone who, who facilitates coaching for others as well as helps them reach their goals. Any takeaway for the listeners before I let you go?
1: You know, I mean, I think we talked about a lot here and thank you, Rajiv, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, because I know it's a responsibility that you have to your audience to make sure that we bring, you bring great value to your audience. And I hopefully we did that today um, in terms of takeaways, you know, I would say, you talk about doing that journey yourself, right? I, I think the biggest thing is, is believing in yourself and believing that you, that you're capable of doing it, believing in that potential that you have, and then doing the hard work the hard, I say the hard work, but do the inner work. That's the hardest work. The rest of it's easy actually, right? Marketing and all that kind of stuff. It kind of unfolds naturally. If it's hard, it's, it's probably because there's some inner work that still needs to be done. So believe in yourself, invest in yourself and, uh, and, and you'll, you'll be great. You'll do it. You know, it's, but it takes, it takes that. And when you become a clearing for others, oh, my gosh, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. It's so rewarding.
0: Well, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us, and we wish you the very best as you progress in your journey.
1: Thank you, Virginia. Likewise.